everyone and welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Andy. And I'm Dave. And today we're going to be talking about the wedding guest list. Yes. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about all the people we don't like very much and uh, why we didn't invite them to our wedding. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure any of you out there who have uh, gone through this process before, you know, you're thrilled to be getting married. And you want to share that with everybody until you see how much it costs per plate. And then you want to share that with nobody. Um, and so you wind up having to uh, really, you know, kind of strike a balance between, uh, you know, people who you're willing to spend that much per plate on. Well, I think, too, we set about it mentally. We're trying to keep it not super small, but relatively small for a wedding, from a wedding standpoint. And there's just people that, like, obviously our family is taking Mm -hmm. precedence over, you know, friends. Mm -hmm. I have a, not a huge family, but a moderately sized family. Bigger than mine. Uh, well done, and, and you know, that, that's sort of the thing, is you, you want to keep it, I think we wanted to keep it manageable, where, you, you know, you, we could have easily found a, a, a venue where, you know, the, the, the pricing wasn't going to get crazy as we uh, increase the number of people, but then you've got to juggle a, a wedding uh of 200 plus guests which is a lot and and you know shooting for something i i know i i think we mentioned it before but in case we haven't we we had kind of decided we're shooting on you know for about 90 90 to 100 i I think is where we'd like to fall that was our target and uh so far we're you know we've We've gone a little over that, but it's still to be seen how many of the people we're inviting will actually be able to make it. So, you know, that's going to... We, we've already got a couple people who we know won't be able to, you know, because actually because of somebody else having a wedding on the same day. It is a big year for weddings. I guess. And and uh, apparently, you know, our date was uh, was a popular one. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we're, I, I think when, when it all rattles out, we'll probably be a little over 100, but not too far over 100. I think by the time everything checks and balances with people that do to schedule conflict or just for one reason or another, I think we've invited some people that we we know aren't going to come. Mm-hmm. Their family, they live out of state. We're inviting them is not that we don't want them to come, but with thought in mind that they're probably not going to make the travel out here. Well, and, and I guess that gets into you know, if you're planning your wedding and you're sitting you're sitting down to put together your guest list, that's one of the, the, the first considerations you, you have to come to is uh, there are the, the, the people that you are inviting that you're either because of you know proximity or, or, or because of the nature of your relationship, you are relatively certain will come. You know, your closest friends, your fa- most of your family. Uh, if you send them an invitation, you can be fairly certain that uh, even if they had something else in their schedule, that this would take precedence. Over. Well, I don't know. My grandpa told me today he's not coming. He was joking. <laughs> he's a joke. He's a jokester, that one. He's got jokes! <laughs> but... Yes, like grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, your mom. We know these people are coming. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, kind of that that next tier of people who um, you're inviting, you're reasonably sure they're going to come. So I've got, you know, friends, you know, we, it's not like they're lifelong friends, you know, again, in that first category, I've got, you've got people like, you know, lifelong friends, uh, you know. Our wedding party. I was going to say most of which are in our wedding party. So. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, again, fairly certain that, you know, we send out the, the save the dates. Even if there was something else in conflict on that day, our wedding would probably take priority. And, and then you've got, you know, again, people we're friends with, people we're close to, but, you know, if we're relatively certain they'd come, but again, there's always the possibility that if they've got something going on, if their best friend is getting married on right. that same and day in that and wedding. they're in the wedding. Which uh, by, by, the, by, by the way, Tasha, no hard feelings. Get it entirely. Like, yeah. The, of of the available excuses out there, that that's a really good one. And like uh, I said, I know I know two other people that I'm relatively close with that are also getting married this year. Yeah. So Again, stuff like that's going to come up. And and again, you need to kind of, I think you need to start factoring that into your, your plans, especially, like, again, the way, the, the situation we're in, where, where we've got to kind of thread the needle. We don't want to invite everybody, um, like, that we've ever met. Because, you know, again, we don't want, e- even beyond cost, we just don't want that... We just don't want that large the, of a yeah, that kind of to do cumbersome of a you know I think really once you get up over uh, up too far over a hundred people like that's a lot of people to juggle and and it's a lot of it becomes harder to manage it becomes plus, plus on on some level like there's there's an aspect to which you know we have our wedding all of our guests come. All of these people are going to want five to ten minutes of our time on that day, to, which is understandable. To, 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 well, mean, and again, they're all friends and family. The spotlight is on us. Yep, it's a thing. And and so you know to catch up for people we might not have seen in a while, or to congratulate us, or everybody's going to want their few minutes to, uh, you know, to express that, and that's great. And when you have a small number of guests, you can dedicate much more time to each one of them. But, like, I, I have a hard time imagining. And, and, again, this is one of those where if anybody out there has had, you know, a 200, 250-plus guest wedding, uh, yeah, feel free to, to write in on the, the Facebook page and, and tell us, how you manage that because because to me that seems like i don't even know how we do that uh just on the day and personally with my personality i don't think i'd want to i think that was yeah, why a... our focus was to try to keep it a little bit on the smaller scale mm. so that i don't feel like i'm being just, pulled away from you well it's just to overwhelming to people right yeah. um and again, yeah, with with everybody, you know, again wanting to, and and like I say, it's not it's not a bad thing. They want to come up. They want to congratulate you. They want to the family coming in that you haven't seen in a while. They're they, they're going to want to catch up, yeah. say hi. They 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 want to buy at the very least. They want to buy you a drink, which is a little disingenuous since it's open bar. Since we're buying all, the I'm drinks. buying me a drink. <laughs> but you know, again, that kind of thing, and and that's great. But, you know, for a, a day where we, we're already keeping a lot of, you know, as the bride and groom, we're going to be keeping a lot of plates spinning, you know, on, on that one day, having just, again, a mob of people who, who all want your attention and your time for, for even just a little bit, I, I could see that being just incredibly overwhelming. Uh, so, I mean, when, when we had kind of settled on again 90 to 100 that's about right but like I say the the I, I said we're threading the needle because the other end is you can't go too small or else you're not going to wind up spending enough to like to, to get the well like especially in our case because we have certain minimums in which yeah. we have to hit. And and that's not just you know at our venue. That's that was at most of the venues we looked at. Right. 
And so it to hit those minimums, it behooves you to invite enough people to to get to that price. Uh, because, like at the Magic Castle, if we didn't, they're still going to charge us for that. And not give us the food. And uh, But, yeah. Uh, and so, like, the more... If we had gone with that place, we might as well have invited 200 people just so that we actually get a plate that we're paying for. So I think we've been through our guest list a good, what, two to three times now? We've done a couple good scrubs of it. And, and again, it's that thing of, okay, you know, we, we, we can't... I, I think the first time through we went a little too conservative and 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 we didn't have nearly enough people so then we went through again and and kind of opened up our uh i guess standard for you know who who we think is going to invite and i and i think we swung a little too much because it, it the the list you know kind of expanded and then on the third pass through we kind of got it down to well i know there were a couple situations to where you had mentioned people and i was kind of like man we haven't really seen them in a while well that's yeah i think that's another kind of important element of it is like again the natural inclination for most people i think is to like again want to share this day with everyone uh, everyone you've ever met um, and that's a fine feeling until again you get down to actual like oh god <laughs> we have to pay for this at some point and and again we have to manage this crowd and so you start to pull it back and you start to kind of create a again a standard in your mind of like okay well I haven't talked to this person in three years and and I still like them. I'm still friends with them. But do I really feel the need to, you know, pay for that plate? And I think one of the best things to do is look at it that way. Like, well, we're still friends, but mostly we connect on Facebook these days. We haven't really hung out in a while. And there's also the flip side to where, you know, no, I haven't seen this person in a while, but I'd really like to reconnect with them. Maybe you use that as a reason to invite that person. Yeah. You say, okay, I'm getting married. I'd really like you there. And, you know, maybe that brings you back into that zone of where you see each other more. And that's what you're looking for. And again, I think a lot of that depends on the the nature of the relationship with each person. And and it's a little, a little different uh, from person to person. And you just kind of got to figure out again, where you, where you want to set that bar. And, and like I say, by doing that, it's not like, again, people we decided, eh, nah, we, again, we don't really spend that much time interacting anymore. We don't see each other. We haven't seen each other in a long time. It's not like these people are dead to us. Uh, it's not like this is us deciding to no longer be friends with them. It's just, you know, again, we don't really talk all that much. We might have... 10 years ago but not anymore and then there might be that awkward situation to where the recipient of the invite is looking at it going i haven't seen this guy in two years why is he inviting me to his wedding and and again it's that it, well, especially you know if you're if you're sending it to somebody who like again if, if we're sending that to to somebody like that who is local it's one thing but you know sending it to somebody who uh would have to commit to travel like we're basically saying hey i know we haven't seen each other and or haven't really regularly interacted in person in like five years but how about you drop three hundred dollars on a plane ticket and then you know another 300 on lodging uh to come out for a weekend to see me get married and for some people again it's a chance to reconnect um and and i know i again i've there are people that I'm inviting that I haven't seen in person in, in, in a long time. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a chance, you know, if, provided that they can make it out, for us to, you know, 
actually, this is a good excuse for us to get back together. Well, I think in our personal situation, that's, you haven't seen some of these people, not because you don't want to, but maybe because they're stationed out of the country. We we scatter to the the four winds, and, and it's not always practical to, you know, travel, to do that much travel in the course of a, of, of, of a regular year to see everybody you just can't and and this is one of those kind of um hard truths that uh you come to i think as you get a little bit older which we're we're playing from a, a place of advantage by getting married relatively later in our lives than than a lot of people you know we're both in our mid-30s which is nice because it's given you time to, you know, over the over the years, get perspective on on your friends. Um, I think, and and I'm kind of making an assumption here, but like, you know, if you get married right out of high school or right out of college, you know, in your early twenties, you know, you're gonna probably invite most of the people you went to high school with not necessarily realizing that give it a few years you're probably not going to be regularly talking to a lot of these people not because you're cutting them off just you know life happens that right. way it's a, it's a growing up process and i think that if we look back to maybe some of the people we did hang out with in our early 20s like do we still talk to all of those people no and, no and again it's not like we had a falling out right. or it's, it's not just... like it's not like it's not a screw you to that person it's just that's the way life goes you graduate college you get a grown-up job you move out and 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 you you go in different directions for some people you do stay in touch with and and, you know both you and they make that extra effort to to always keep that connection but you know a lot of the people if, if if you're a listener out there and you're you know 18 years old a lot of the people you're friends with today 10 years from now you know again it's not that you won't be friends or friendly it's just like i say your life will change and evolve and so by getting married you know like i say late relatively later in life uh we've had an we've had that opportunity for for our circle of friends to change and evolve and we're pretty by this point i think we're pretty solid right like the, the people we still talk to and hang out with are the people we're probably going to continue to talk to and hang out with. And I think that by this point in our lives, you know, in our mid to later 30s, that we're, we're you're more selective mm-hmm. about whom you let into your friend circle. It's not party time all the time anymore. Yeah. It's, okay, I have work and I have this and I have, you know... And my knees hurt constantly. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. That's... Speak for yourself. That is I've, true. I've had a rougher life. <laughs> that is true. But, uh, well, no, but yeah, it's it's that kind of process. And again, if you're sitting out there in your early 20s about to get married yourself and, uh, you know, you can, you can heed this if you want, but like I say, you're in your early 20s. The circle of friends you've got right now may not be your same circle in 10, 20 years, but it is your circle of friends now. Right. Um, but, they, yeah, personally, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that the, the years have helped us kind of winnow it down a little bit. It's I, I think it's one of the things that lets us fairly easily keep it to about 90 to 100. Oh, I agree. And I think there's also that thing of we're not in a situation where our relatives are particularly paying Mm. for our wedding. Yeah. I mean, not flat out, here's, you know, $20,000, go... Go nuts. But then in that same aspect, you get the strings with it of my mom's paying for my wedding, so my mom says I have to invite these people. Even though I don't know or like or right i have to invite cousin eddie (laughs) good old cousin eddie is back and i i don't really like this guy and i don't want him at my wedding but my mom is paying for it and says that i have to so and again that's that's a tough situation because 
you know, if that's the case, if, if that's your situation, I say invite it Cousin Eddie, because not having to shell out for your wedding must be pretty nice. Oh, right. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's a minor, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a minor inconvenience to avoid uh, having to pay that money yourself. And, you know, again, I, I, I think you are hard-pressed these days to have a genuinely cheap wedding. Like, there, there's a there's a floor just to, you know, get food and accommodations and space for an event like a wedding. And so they're like, you know, I, I don't know if you can really do it for, uh, you know, kind of a, a ridiculously dirt cheap rate. You're going to wind up paying. For I stuff. think there's tiers in which you could do it. But to have a wedding where you're inviting a group of people, even if you're doing like a at borrowing space from someone or mm. doing like a buffet style, there's still cost. You're still feeding a large number of people. You yeah. still have venue or vendors involved. You still have dresses and it it tallies up. There, Even when you, you're doing it on the cheaper side, it you, tallies up. You well, especially because I was looking at a um, website today uh, about wedding costs and apparently the average nationally is $35,000. Which again puts us on the on the cheaper side, right? And and that's good. And I think we're we're being smart about what we're deciding to spend money on and what we're not. Um, but again, even on the cheaper side, like I say, I think there's I really have to think that there's a floor that like there's only so cheap you can go. Oh, absolutely. Even if you don't care about like oh well, we don't need to have it at a, a fancy place and you know the food needs to be good but it can be buffet style from you know uh just this restaurant over here and they do a good job and you can get those costs down but there's really only so cheap it's ever gonna be oh absolutely uh, unless you know your father is Vito Corleone and everyone owes him a favor (laughs) like again just feeding even 50 people costs money and, you know it costs a certain amount of money no matter where you're oh, even if you're doing it yourself i yeah. mean look at the parties and barbecues we've had oh yeah it's, it's it, it adds up and so you know hey this is something worth spending money on so you know that's fine but you know i a lot of the costs associated revolve around the number of people you're inviting and so it it helps to be i guess aware of like I say, we're not going to invite the whole world. Uh, but we don't want to be too stingy either. Like, um, But uh, getting back to, uh, you know, we had mentioned kind of those tiers of people. And there's a, there's another tier too, which you had kind of started to get onto, which was people you, you're, you're going to send invites to who you reasonably expect will not come. And again, this is this is stuff that like, you know, it, it's not it's not meant as an insult, but uh, I've got relatives who probably won't come uh, because I'm largely because of distance. Um, I've got a, a fair amount of relatives out in California, so you know, California to to Chicago is no small trek, and again, they've got kids of their own and jobs and expenses and you know may or may not be able to you know take that weekend fly themselves out to chicago uh spend money on the hotel you know come to the wedding and like that's one of those things that like for me personally i i wouldn't take the if if they wind up RSVPing in the negative. I'm not going to be insulted by that. I get that. It's it's not always an easy thing to do. Oh, absolutely. And it's not that they don't like you or don't wish no. that they could be here. But there there's a logistical issue at play. And and but you still got to send them an invite. Well, right. And in that same token, if they want to or can take on these expenses and fly out here and attend the wedding great yep. you know we'd love to have them i know and if again so 
when we were kind of organizing our guest list, you know, we had kind of broken people out that way. Just we needed to give the venue uh, a, a fair estimate just so that they could get a sense. Like we, we don't have to lock it in for a while, but we needed to at least get them into the neighborhood of what we were talking about. And then something else I think that is greatly considered by a lot of people is your single friends. Do you allow them to bring a guest? Mm. And some people think that if they know someone and they're single that it sh- they should not get a plus one. I think we kind of took the attitude of maybe going to an event like this is not as fun if you would rather have a date with you someone that you can take advantage of dancing with and doing things like that i mean it's it's going to be a nice night out in the city um and so i know again a lot of our friends who are are married are treating this like a a grown-ups you know weekend but i think that was part of our consideration in this factor because i know people who did not extend the plus one but really there are people out there who do not extend the plus see, one. See, to me, the 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 you know dice roll you're you're making with that though is like again you know we we just sent out our save the dates. What uh, we're ten months out at this point. Yes. Um, and you know invites will come out a few months from you know the formal invites will come out a few months from now, but like. Let's say we decided to not allow single people to have a plus one. And we send the formal invite out, what, maybe... Are we doing it like four month, four or five months out? I think it's going to be four months okay. total before the wedding. So, so, so we're like, talking another like, well, four months, like let's months. Let's use your cousin, uh, Troy, as an example. Right now he's single. We send him a, an invite, say, hey come to our wedding but you do not get a plus one two days after he gets that invite he meets a girl and starts dating her and by the time the wedding rolls around they're actually seriously they're dating. a solid couple they've been dating for almost a year so like you can't account for that uh i mean it's basically like you're telling your single friends yeah you're single and you'll always be single <laughs> like I, to me, that's just kind of a crappy thing to do. Well, I didn't agree with it. So, so you were saying, like, yeah, the wedding, were they just trying to control guest Control numbers? size, mm-hmm. control cost, control different aspects of it. And, I mean, there's people that, like, we know probably are not going to bring a guest. They're yeah. either, you know, like my aunt, for example, she's widowed by this point. She's more than likely... 99% coming by herself. Yeah. But in that same aspect, if she did happen to meet someone, I mean, I'd be more than happy to, but it's just the likelihood of that. She's not looking. She's not interested. It's well, not going to happen. Well, then, you know, kind of flipping it too is, I, I you know, I know when when you look at the, the kind of makeup of our guest list, it, it is a lot of people who are already married or already in you know long-term relationships so for the the single guests we have i i think we were pretty good with allowing them a plus one just because i don't know as if our wedding is going to be hookup central because i don't know if there's going to be that many people who are single there and some weddings are i mean uh, some weddings are the perfect place to go to if you're single and go, have a hookup or meet go, someone. Go stag, you'll probably meet somebody there. But I, with the makeup of our wedding, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, sorry, sorry to any of our guests out there who were who were counting on that. But uh, yeah, just between the 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 age of most people and and the relationship status for most of the guests, I just I don't. Uh, I, and, and, and again, just the courtesy of, to our single guests, hey, you know, you want to bring a date, it's it's going to be a, a nice night out. That was our cat sneezing. Uh, she seems to really want to be part of the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, and 
maybe if we had put together the guest list and we're already at like 150 people maybe then we would have considered i don't know i feel very strongly about allowing the people who currently aren't in relationships to bring a guest i i think it's a good it's a nice courtesy but it's also one that it's one we were pretty we were allowed to pretty easily extend just because when we did the the count of invitees with the assumption of a guest we were in the neighborhood of of our target number right uh again if if we had put together you know we'd scrubbed the list a couple times we are down to truly the people uh we either uh feel you know feel we must invite like not not like we're being made to but like the people that we are close friends yes. we really want them there and and we were looking at something closer to 175 with with guests maybe we might have balked at that point and said yeah the the guest allowing for a guest is a is a nice courtesy but like we got to get this number down we got to get this in control but in that same aspect how do you how do you select how do you tell your your guest not to bring a guest. I, well, how'd they do it at the at the wedding? I don't know. Oh, okay. I I got an invite for me and you, so oh, yeah. I don't know how the other ones looked. Uh, but yeah, like I I mean, I guess you just have to kind of be a jerk about it. I, well, that, that's unfair. But you you have to be you you have you to have just, to be tactful, but you you have but you have to just cut that off and say no, I'm sorry. We got it. We got to keep our numbers, and and unfortunately, that's you know you go into wedding planning thinking it's oh it's just about putting together this this special night of celebration of love, uh, but uh, no, there's some very serious math involved here where you you have to you have to do like Moneyball on on your friends and family and be like all right. Who's coming? Who's not? How do we again? How do we keep this from getting out of control? Right, and I think a lot of times it can go that way really quick. Oh yeah, I I know we went from uh, again genuinely being worried we wouldn't get up above ninety people. Like oh god, you know, I don't think we're gonna hit this many guests. To once once you start putting it together. Like we we got up above a hundred real quick, and and without really, you know, extending invites beyond, you know, that our kind of close circle of family and friends. Right. And so, you know, if if you're getting ready to plan your wedding out there, I I be aware of that because I think when we before we sat down and started listing them out, we were thinking closer to seventy. Well, I think that it, it's that thing of you don't really realize how many people you interact with yeah. until you start listing out <laughs> how many people you interact with. Until you start inputting them into an Excel Because I know before we did this, I was very solid and I don't, I don't know that many people. There's no way we're getting to that number. Yeah. But very quickly it was like, oh, wow, I do know that many people. Well, and, and again, it's that thing, especially if you're um, allowing for people to bring a guest, you know, it's not one person. It's two. It's every, two. every person is two people uh, or you know, at least two seats, two plates, you know, two, two of everything. So, I, again, it adds up quicker than you think it would. And in our particular situation, it's not, I mean... It's couples. Both the people are our friends. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, when, when even for the people that aren't single, again, we, we, we can't, they, they, we can't, nor would we want to invite, you know, one of them without their spouse. Because, again, we're friends with both of them. That would just look very strange. So, again, that's another, that's, that's two people for, you know uh, that, and and when you're again when you're putting that into an Excel sheet, yeah, the number adds up 
real fast. But I think we were lucky enough in the aspect that we can allow people to bring guests and that it works for our numbers. And so we don't have to make those hard choices of how do we tell certain people that we want them there, but yeah. only them. So I think that is something that we're we're lucky in that aspect because, yeah, some of our single friends may very well come as just one, which is fine. But I we're not in a situation where we have to make that choice for them. Yeah, and 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 I think we're gonna. You know, looking at looking at the guest list, we're we're gonna hit that nice average where, uh, you know, a fair amount of the people we invited do bring a plus one, and they're of course welcome to, and a, a, a fair amount of them who we offer the plus one to, just decide to come by themselves because they're gonna either know enough people there to not feel, you know, out of place, or, um, yeah, they're they're looking to to hook up with one of the bridesmaids for which they're going to be very disappointed. Well, the bridesmaids is not going to be the greatest pool to swim in well, two, at my wedding. Two of them are dudes. Yeah. Uh, which, hey, if you swing that way, that's cool. It but, is, but my bridesmen are both very hetero and will have one will have his wife and the other will have his girlfriend of about 12 years, so... Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that's probably going to be disappointing. And the other three are also pretty committed mm-hmm. so it's not not a good pool to swim from no we do have single people that yep. maybe they're a single so i'm not saying that nobody might hook up at our wedding i don't know that's something that i i i leave to the guests yeah i'm not i'm not really gonna spend all that much time thinking about that uh i know who i'm hooking up with at our <laughs> wedding so uh so i'm pretty good it's me right yeah it's you okay God, this would have been a really awkward podcast if that if that wasn't the answer. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, the guest list is tricky. So I guess just just from like I say, our admittedly limited, admittedly personal experience. Uh, you know, the the advice I guess I could give is yeah, you get before you really start committing to an idea of a of a venue. Uh, especially, you know, if, if you're dealing with varying sizes of venues, you got to sit down and, and, you know, again, you can do it on, on a whiteboard, you can do it on a notepad, you can do it on the way we did it on an Excel sheet. Uh, and I think that if you have any limited knowledge to Excel at all, it's, it was very beneficial for us to be able to plug that into there. A lot of people are intimidated by yeah. Excel. Well, I think I'm lucky in that I worked with it from my accounting background for so many years that it's a second nature program to yeah. me. Well, and again, worst case, again, you do it on a notepad and you count. Uh, the nice thing about Excel is you can do a count A function and it just automatically... And even we did our rough drafts, just we each took a piece of paper and mm-hmm. sat down and wrote out people's names and went off that. Yeah. That was that, our first draft. And so, yeah, I'd sit down and do that. Do at least a first draft of it first and count it up and see about where you're at. And then give yourself padding for maybe, you know, 20 uh, either way. You know, plus 20, minus 20 on the the under over. Um, And, you know, if you're skirting the line, because, again, like, at least when we were... Based off the early estimates we did, we were really skirting the line. Again, if you had asked me a few months ago, I'd say I was worried we didn't we weren't inviting enough people. Because again, a certain percentage just won't be able to make it. Right. For whatever for one reason, reason or another. Yeah. Um and so you're gonna there's a there's gonna be a decline rate. Uh, attached to it. I couldn't tell you what that was. I'm sure it's different from couple to couple. But uh, you're, you're going to get a certain percentage that just can't make it. So ho- however many invites you send out, not all of them will be... Sorry, the cat's playing with the microphone again. Come here, kitty. Uh, a certain number of them <laughs> will not be able to make it. And then... Uh, 
And then you get into the uncertainty of who's bringing a guest, who's not. So you want to give yourself some padding either way. And if you're if you're kind of if you're worried you're going to be short, eh, I don't know. Maybe look up a few old friends from high school, see if they want to come out to to your wedding. Uh, if you're worried you're going to be over, uh, you might have to start making some hard decisions on again. So I don't know why so much of having a wedding involves ranking your friends. It really does. And it's it's a very difficult process. Yeah. And I would say, like, another thing to consider when making the guest list with each other is m- maybe not be pushy to the other one either way. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I mean, you don't have a particular friend that I don't care for, in all honesty. Your friends are very cool people. But let's say that you did. Mm-hmm. And you, it was really important to you that this guy's at our wedding, and I'm thinking, I hate that guy. <laughs> but you have to take into consideration it's not just your day, yeah. it's both of your days. And hopefully, in an ideal situation, we're only doing this once. Yeah. We get one shot. So don't don't push the other one to, because that's how arguments... Right. Well, and really unnecessary arguments, because... Again, if that's the case, and we'll we'll flip it so that I'm in the hot seat on this one. You're inviting somebody who who I just can't stand. Keep it in perspective. Like, really, how much am I going to have to deal with this person on our wedding day? Like, I could probably go the whole time entirely ignoring them. So why not let you, you know, have that person who, you know, you know, you like it's not that big of a deal. Right. And I think that in in the other aspect of perhaps you have family you don't speak to mm-hmm. and you don't wish to speak to them. It's not my place to then say, oh, you really need to invite these people. That's, that's no. not my call. No. And, and again, you know, we had done it like in, in our, you know, we sat down and started making our lists and it was two columns we were trying to keep them kind of about the same. Like, it doesn't have to be exactly, like, I don't get 50 and you get 50. And if I'm short, I have to just come up with more people. Like, no, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. But we were trying to keep them kind of even. Um, but, yeah, so I think it, it, at least... Well, and again, of course, of course, I think our method was a good method because at least as as of right now, it seems to have worked out. Well, I think too, we're in the beneficial situation to where a lot of from knowing each other previous and just even the relationship we have, a lot of your friends have become my friends, and my friends have become your friends, and vice versa. Well, and then so, and then we we also do have a fair amount of overlap. We do. Uh, just be you know having known each other for so long. Again, a lot of my friends are your friends and a lot of your friends are my friends because you know we because of how long we've known each other and because we tended to interact in the same groups and stuff like that so you do get a you know you get a twofer on that one right um but uh so uh, anything else uh, regarding guest lists i guess the takeaway from it is just again it's difficult it's give yourself a good three runs at least mm. at it because at some point you're going to have to sit down and realize I'm over I'm under there's going to be people that not that you don't like them but you forgot yeah you just genuinely for you know they were on your first draft well, you input it into something else and then you're you're going to get requests from your family and and again this is this isn't like a burden cuz like I know uh, when we, you know, announced it, uh, announced that we were engaged and we we're talking about, you know, wedding planning, my mom was like, oh, are you, you know, inviting Helen and Rob, who are my godparents, who apparently I forgot to put on the list. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, my mom had asked, you know, hey, can, you know, uh, can we put, uh, you know, some of our, some of, some of her friends on the list which again it's not like like a, a burden it's literally people i forgot about because 
her friends are people I've known since I was in diapers. I was just going to say, and in the same aspect, you know, these ladies have known you since you oh, were yeah. a small child. And so, so. so she's like, oh, can we invite these people? I'm like, of course. How? Why did I not think to put them on the list? Uh, so you're going to have that kind of stuff, too. And, and I'm sure there's probably horror stories out there of of people who, you know, got pressured to invite, you know, third cousins twice removed that they, they didn't, you know, interact with or know or like. But again, at least in, in my case, it, it wasn't that. It was just literally people I forgot. Well, it's it gets to be difficult when you're literally sitting down listing every person you know yeah. and okay. interact with. And I know personally for me, it was a back and forth between I fairly recently just switched jobs mm. my old place was it was huge i wasn't planning on inviting a lot of people from work mm. there were my friends from work that i had become socially interactive with and that you know i would hang out with and yeah of course they're getting an invite they're my friends now but just as far as co-workers that wasn't on my radar i work at a completely different setting now yeah, it's m- much a, more tight knit. It's much more tight knit. It's a much smaller office. So now I'm looking at inviting all of my coworkers, which there aren't many. There's maybe yeah. eight of them. So, you know, I but, went But from, again, that's not eight. That's 16. Because I'm extending it to their wives, yep. which some of whom have been in the office and I've met and they're very nice people. But it was again, okay, here's eight more couples that I didn't count on mm-hmm. until... Fairly recently. Fairly recently. And again, that's going to happen. So I, I would, I, I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd say you got to sit there, you got to make your lists, and, and you got to scrub through them a couple times. I would also say before you make that first list, have at least a rough estimate of a, of a target number in mind. I wouldn't let the number of guests that you can possibly think of determine the size of your wedding I'd figure out what size wedding I wanted to have and then conform the guest list to that oh absolutely I think you should set kind of a a budget in mind Mm -hmm. and then figure out like you said your guest list based on how many people can I reasonably fit into my budget and then what does that do to my venue and my setting. Yeah. So, well, and again, if, if, and there's there's X factors. If you've got a specific venue in mind, and it happens to be a small one, then you're limited because by fire code, you're only going to be allowed to have so many people in there. If you've got a venue in mind and it's big, then you're going to have to hit a certain number. In in all likelihood, and different venue to venue, but you're probably going to have to hit a certain number to qualify for that venue, or at least, like, again, in our case, a a price minimum. Well, right. I mean, case in point, one of the venues that I would have loved to pick was that old chapel. Yep. It's beautiful. It's stone. It's super old. It holds about 40 people. Yeah. That wasn't going to work. I had to completely write that off. Well, again, I mean, we could have done that, but then the, the it's going to completely change the math of the guest list. And and if you're if you were absolutely one hundred percent heart set on it for that chapel, like that's fine. But we're going to have to get kind of brutal with the guest. Well, list. then it's pretty much our friends and like five or our families and five closest friends yeah yeah. uh and you know we could have made that work um but yeah so i definitely you don't have to entirely stick to it but but i'd set an anchor and 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 at least have in mind about how big of a wedding you want to have and of course that number is going to change you know once you actually start listing out guests maybe that number goes up um, once you start getting RSVPs back, maybe that number goes down. But I, I would def I would not start putting together a guest list without a target number in mind, and knowing that again it's going to kind of swing. You know, maybe twenty, you know, plus twenty, minus twenty, either way. And what was also very interesting for me to see was the reaction of some of our 
very closest friends that were oh I don't I don't presume to be invited to your wedding. Yeah, that was I mean a, that was awesome. I had one of my girls say that to me and she's was my pick for a bridesmaid. <laughs> I was like dumbfounded that she was even saying this. I'm like, well but, but again, I want you to be in my wedding, <laughs> not just come to my wedding. No, that's that that's that's one of the nice things we've been discovering with a lot of our uh, close friends is that uh, they're thrilled to be invited, but they, they did not presume to be invited, which um, that's nice. I don't know if, again, if, if, if you've got stories out there of of people who uh, might have been a little too presumptuous about uh, how tight your relationship was, again, you know, feel free to, to hop onto Facebook and, and share them with us. Love to see that. Or people that just flat out invited themselves yeah, to your wedding. Yeah, that that happens. Yeah, uh, apparently. But uh, yeah, she's still not invited. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing about the self-invite. Yeah, it blows up in your face, especially, again, when people I'm much closer to are like, oh, I wouldn't want to presume. And it's like, wow, you're so nice to, to not presume. And some other people just presumptuous so anyway that that's our show on guest lists uh if you have again any uh, any stories uh, good ones tips horror stories uh funny anecdotes limericks uh <laughs> anything you feel like sharing uh come on out and join us on the uh, facebook group for uh, let's plan a wedding uh, I'll, uh, as always, I'll include a link to that in the show notes. Uh, if you don't use Facebook, feel free to shoot us an email at let's plan a wedding pod, pod, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, no, all one word, no apostrophe in the let's. Uh, and with that, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you next time.